0: Hey, what's up? It's Matty Hundo. Welcome to episode 12 of Keeping It a Hundo. Today's guest is Jeff Keown. He's a comedian and a straight up funny dude. I've known Keown since we were kids. We played high school football together. He was a couple years ahead of me in school. Everybody loved Keon and. There was always a few guys that everybody loved and everybody thought was just hilarious, and he was one of them. Him, Johnny Heckman, and then in my class, I'd have to say Jay bar J-Bar Aswara, who's now a doctor. Johnny Heckman's not a doctor, and neither is Keown, but check Jeff Keown out on today's podcast. We tell some funny stories from back in the days. He talks about getting sued by his own spiteful Sicilian grandmother. And the time Ronnie spin kick changed his life. Here's a clip from a movie he did a few years back where he played Uncle Rick. It's from a movie called Heavy Times. Enjoy episode 12 of Keeping It a Hundo with Jeff Keon.
1: You know what you remind me of? You remind me of a garbage pail kid like the later edition that never came out. Like a, like a lone garbage pail kid that nobody ever talked about. And you're just sitting in a box somewhere alone. How about you? Do you speak? Um, uh, What? Would you guys go out and eat three musketeers, run around town and not pick chicks up? What are you, a health freak? What are you, one of them fucking, uh, what are they called? Uh, what are they, vegans? What are you, a vegan? To drink more water. Like. You look like you ate a 250-pound vegan. That's what you look like. I have a Sicilian grandma that kicked the shit out of both of you like this. She's 90, one leg. And you, you malnourished motherfucker, where have you been? How about my grandmother kicks your ass and then makes you fuck this guy right here in front of everybody? Huh? What are you going to do then? He's drinking Evian water. This one's drinking fucking chocolate syrup right out of the box. He's got that smirk like an old Jewish woman or something. Knitting fucking booties for a baby that's never been born.
0: would like to welcome Jeff Keon to the Keeping It A Hundo podcast. We're recording at the Kings Grant Inn on 128 in Beverly.
1: Yeah, I got some Kings Grant stuff for you too, I knew you me. did.
0: I do. Uh, so you were involved in some of those uh, charades with Chad? Oh yeah, me and everybody, Chad, uh, we would... Um, it's crazy,
1: man. We did it a bunch, too. And we did it at a bunch of different uh, establishments. But we would uh, <laughs> we would go to uh, Curious Creatures and buy a mouse. And then we would go to, like, we, the, 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 my favorite one ever was the King's Grant one because we got the suite for, like, four days. And they wouldn't always give you the suite. You had to ask for it. So we made a whole, like, I would get dressed up in a suit, and I would go in there, and I would pretend. You guys
0: are, like, 17. 18 something like that
1: yeah we were young and we would so basically what we would do is we go into the king's grant and uh get the suite just get hammered for three or four days then we would pretend that we found a mouse like in the bed
0: after you did all your damage after we did
1: all our thing or whatever and we would just the two of you huh it was weird i'm <laughs> not i'm not lying it was a weird situation but the fun, like, so if you're in the suite of the King's Grant, I remember one time we just hammered at the King's Grant, and there's a wedding, and we're, in, we're on the little balcony right by, like, the, they're literally giving their vows, like, 15 feet away, and Chad's smoking a Marlboro Red, and we're just it, it basically, like, just degenerate idiots that had no place of being there, and we would get away with that stuff. We
0: would, we would do, we would, you know, we did it, like, four or five times. And this is after you were at your welcome in Lucia's basement. You could, yeah. You, I mean, you can't. Let's you talk could, about Lucia's basement. You could, uh,
1: well, the wettest basement. It was so moist down there. And, I mean, you spent years down there too, right? Yeah. I mean, that couch and the. It was great, though. The bodily
0: fluids that had been released into that sump pump in the corner. I know. I used to get in trouble for that all the time. Pornos uh, were shot down there. <laughs> yeah, well, it was
1: awesome down there because yeah. Lucia was upstairs drinking her wine, Vodka Mix. And everything's good, you know what I mean? It was, and now I love the Culpeas family; like they're my family. Like yeah. I lived at, I lived with Lucia. Like, yeah. Jeff And the Cop- kids weren't even there anymore. And, well, Chad was kind of there, but the, the, it, I lived there when George lived there after they they had gotten divorced, and George like moved back in for a little while. <laughs> and it's so funny. I was talking to Chad about this the other day. It's like take, a sitcom. Because we're we're trying to come up with a story. So Ch- George Culpeas is, you know, legendary Beverly guy. Who called all the football games at Heard Stadium for forever? Yeah, uh, postman, you know, at the French Club every day, at the ICC every day. You know, he's one of the had spray on hair for a little while. The, the best guy ever. <laughs> yeah. So he's he's staying at um, he's staying at, at Lucia's house. Lucia was like gone on vacation or something. Maybe we even snuck him in because he had nowhere to go. So we are just being idiots and we're just drinking and watching spies like us and whatever we're doing for like a week straight. Yeah. So I come downstairs and uh George has got my wallet, right? And he's and he's got my wallet open. And he's like and I catch him, he's like this isn't my wallet. Whose wallet is this? <laughs> it's just me and you, George. Whose wallet do you think it is? It's my, my wallet. But he's, you know, not that he's going to steal from me, but, you know, he's going to steal 20 bucks. because He's going to get a, you know, he wants to get, a, you know, one of the blue bottle Schmiernoffs, 100 proof vodka. But uh, I have one more copeless story before Okay, you know. go ahead. Do your okay. copless
0: It's Chad. So I wanted to give you a Chad story. Okay. So a friend of mine, actually a kid who you lived across the street from for right. a while, uh, yeah. Jimbo Kelly. One of the best, yeah. Yeah, he's a Beverly legend. We were excited for Blair Witch Project. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we went to see Blair Witch Project in the theater the day it came out. And the plan was go see Blair Witch and then go sleep in the woods after so we could be real scared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the closest thing I ever came to camping. Right. So before we, we hit the movie, then from the movie we hit the liquor store. Mm-hmm. And from the liquor store we hit uh, Stop and Shop, we hit the grocery store. Right. We run into Chad at the grocery store. <laughs> Chad's picking up, like, a pint of Ben and Jerry's, yeah. and we're picking up snacks because we're going to be sleeping in the woods that night. Right. We're, br- we're going out to the woods with a cooler, some, uh, some deli meat, right? and maybe, like, I don't know, a bag of chips or popcorn yeah. or something. Yeah, no and camping. And a couple gear. bottles. No camping. Gear. <laughs> no camping okay. gear, no towels, no yeah. blankets, nothing. And a tape recorder. Right. A handheld well, cassette recorder. It a
1: smart idea. The whole thing is a smart
0: idea. <laughs> it's it's uh yeah, fully hatched plan. Yeah. And uh, Chad says, what are you guys up to? And we said, oh, we're shopping for some snacks. We're going to sleep, sleep out in the woods at Greenwood. He says, oh, sounds like fun. I'll come with you guys. <laughs> what do you mean you'll come with us? You got to go home first to pick up some stuff? No, I'm good. Let's go. Leaves his car in the parking lot, comes out to the woods. We sleep in the woods all night telling stories, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. drink a bottle of something. 30 pack of beer. Yeah, yeah. We all pass out in the woods and we wake up at like 5 a.m. It's pouring rain and we ran out of there and left everything in the woods.
1: Oh, yeah. Now, Chad told me that story and he's like, oh my God, you missed it. It was unbelievable. <laughs> like, I don't know, man. It's, <laughs> it's sleeping next to a wet log. Uh, you know what I mean? It's crazy.
0: Nothing like, I'd ever do again, but. But
1: it's an experience. It was and an that experience. movie, too, freaked everybody out. Everybody yeah. was, you know, it's. That was a big deal back then. Yeah, it was. Now, I think, and I don't think he'll mind me saying this, I'm pretty sure Chad was doing mushrooms that night. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think he was just looking for like a safe, a safe spot. This is what I love about these Beverly guys is everybody was crazy in high school, out of high school. Everybody was drinking, doing whatever they were doing, but... All good people. There weren't, like, you've run across a, a few scumbags here and there, but mostly, like, everybody was great. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't have any, like, weirdness with anybody from Beverly. I never had, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, well, like, you were pretty
0: well-liked. You were always well-liked. Right.
1: But I'm just saying, for the most part, uh, I, I never had any problems with Beverly people. They're all good people. they just out to have a good time. It's like no other city. I, I don't know any other city that this amount of... Wacky shit went down, and everybody's just cool with it. And still to this day, I mean, you go to the bars, it's this, a lot of the same crew is just rocking and rolling. Yeah. <laughs> everybody's a little heavier or whatever, but. Um, our, our youth coaches are still in the same seats there. Right oh, now. they're all doing it, yeah. Every, yep. All the bars have changed, but I mean, I just remember like you go to Rolo's, right? Yep. Rolo's was like the pre game or whatever. Then you go to Crackers. Yep. You no, know, what was the, the press box, yep. right? Heckman would try to fight somebody there, right? <laughs> so that would just turn it to you get thrown out of there. I missed the press bar. <laughs> and then you're at some, you know, you go to Freddy's or whatever it is, eat there. Then you end up at, what's the place in Lynn at 2 in the morning? Oh, Tony's. It? No. The, the Gay Bar. Oh, <laughs> Porthole Pub. <laughs> oh, I know. Well,
0: the, ga- the Gay Bar stays open late. <laughs> oh, is oh, that so the Porthole. Everywhere Lynn yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. did, yeah. Oh, all right, yeah. So then you go to the Porthole. Tony's right? Gay Bar was like a mix of people that wanted to stay out late yeah, yeah, and yeah, people yeah. that were that part was, yeah. of the gay lifestyle. And yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like a mix. I never went, I never heard of
1: that place. Yeah, it's, it's right down the street from the porthole. Oh, all right,
0: yeah. Well, I got a story about that place. One of my friends was uh, at the bar one night, making out with this girl the whole time, and me and my, friend, you know, it's bar. late. Yeah, at the yeah. gay bar. <laughs> and it's late, and all of us, every time we've ever been there, it's been, you know, we're, we're done. We're, yeah, yeah, it's know, over. we had yeah. too many. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we look over, and he keeps making out with this girl. We're like, that's not a girl. And we went over and told him. Come on. And we said, you know, that's not a girl. You're, you're kissing. He said, yeah, I know. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. Kid I played sports with. Let's leave it at sports. I don't even want to say that. Yeah. Wow, that's a strange one. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's like. Same guy who said, hey, guys, have you ever heard of tranny porn? This shit's cool. And he was dead serious. Well,
1: that's yeah. That's a world. That's that's a whole other world, man. That's a. That's a. Uh, that's Beverly for yeah, you. Yeah, that's. Is he, well, was he a Beverly guy? Or was yeah, a, I didn't still know. lives I in Beverly, actually. I, said. I graduated in 94. I was one credit short of graduating. So it was a math class. One, one credit. Now this is, now somebody, I'm not going to say his name, the teacher. The only reason why I failed that class and I wasn't a great student, but the only reason why I failed it is I was sitting next to Kenny Irwin. You know Kenny Irwin? KJ. KJ, greatest guy. He was like a death metal singer for a while. Yep. He's great. He's, the, he's a great guy.
0: He was on my soccer team when I was five years old. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah it goes way Hawks.
1: back. Hawks. It goes way back. Yep. So this, I'm not making it up, I'm not exaggerating, this math teacher would have a big shit stain in his pants every day, at is it was seventh period, it was the last thing of the day, so he would have a shit stain in his pants. I would ask him questions all through class because he would because we sat right next to Kenny and he would bend over and he would put the his ass like an inch away from Kenny's face, so it would be the shit stain. I thought it was the most hysterical thing in the world. Kenny wasn't really into it too much. <laughs> I can see, yeah. I so can see I that. never could concentrate in that class, and and but I thought it was the funniest thing. I had so it was it was like my favorite class of the day because I could just screw with Kenny. Now, come to find out, I got a 56 on the last test or something, and I failed. And then I had to take gym for summer school to get my gr- uh, diploma, um, which is a whole nother thing. That sounds like a good time. The senior gym summer school yeah. is basically you got to be a moron. We just smoked weed all day long. Like we were there for like six hours a day. and
0: We just smoked weed. It's like that movie Summer School in yeah. the 80s.
1: Yeah, exactly. So when I was when I was whatever I was a sophomore, or whatever, and my dad's like. And this is true. He's like, I, I'll hear you, when I hear your name over the loudspeaker, of the game, I'm gonna, it'll give me ten bucks. That was like the deal, you know, whatever. So I told George that to keep saying it, <laughs> and to keep saying it. Jeff Keon. And, and George is like. um you Know he, he wants, he's like, Oh, I'll, if I say it a bunch, we'll split the money. Like, that's him. <laughs> he's always looking for a he's way. he's always looking for Kino money, you yep. know what I mean? Scratch ticket money. Yep. So, so I just do this joke about like, but I, but I, I, the way I do the joke is I, I say that I was a heavy kid because I'm part of my act now is I'm a big guy, you know what I mean? So, I say, like, um, Jeff was a run stopping
0: defensive tackle in high right, school,
1: right? So, I say something like, So, I don't play, and I say, uh, George announces, like I said, that he drinks at the game. Right, I'm just setting it up. You know? yeah. And he says, um, um, quarterback Ben Badger approaches center. The ball is snapped. He hands to Vesley. Vesley up the middle for a gain of eight yards. Speaking of gains, looks like Jeff Keon put on some weight since <laughs> last season. You know what I mean? Like that stupid shit. So I got a bunch of Any way of to get your name in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, <laughs> it's so, so crazy. You've put so much emphasis on, like, football in high school. And then I come to find out, like – all it did was like hurt my shoulder really bad for the rest of my life.
0: Well, uh, let's take the positive side of it because we thought it was life. We thought it was life and yeah, death. Yeah, yeah, But the discipline I think that it instilled in us. I think I think it's really important to be honest. I, I do too. I do too.
1: But I was um, I was overdoing it. Like I would like squat. Like I was lifting like since freshman year. Like yeah. a crazy person. Yeah. Like no. This is what I'm saying. There was no like. There was nobody telling you, like, all right, this is what you need to do. It was like, get that bench, just work. Yeah, do as much as you can. Put 315 on it and just, like, you know, crack your shoulder. Roll back out, separate a shoulder. And then I remember, like, some of those drills. And I'm sure, did you play college football? No. Yeah. You did. For a season. So that must have been insane because the hitting must be just ten
0: times. First of all, the hitting. Second of all, they'd tell you. Put on thirty five pounds in the off season, and right. I think you'll get more time next year. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was a hundred seventy pounds when I went into college. Yeah. How do you think I'm putting on thirty five yeah, pounds? Yeah, that's yeah. They're just telling you to stick a needle in your ass. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's what they did. Yeah. Well, you went
1: to the big school too, so you like, you know, that was that was. Yeah, I didn't play down there though. No, oh, I went no.
0: to before Miami. Oh, oh okay. At yeah, a yeah. D three school in New York. Oh, was that right? I didn't yeah, know that. yeah, um, yeah.
1: But um, yeah, I just remember like. I remember like knowing getting concussions like I know like I know seeing white like you know what I mean like oh yeah and then uh, you remember the at me drill yep so it would be like four big guys and then it was like you'd have one run after you just crash into you yep. and I think I remember Bullia doing it and I thought they were going to kill him <laughs> and they just kept doing it because everybody it. wanted to hit him yeah <laughs> they still do and uh but uh yeah I mean nothing against the I, the sports is great. The football is great. But I just, like, I ended up hurting myself more yeah. than anything. You know what uh, I mean? Definitely. You Can you I mean? imagine
0: if we had social media back then? Oh, I
1: know. I think about that. I mean, yeah. I, I... Be I, over. I, yeah. It, you would, everybody would be suspended. I mean, I made... I skipped school one day with a friend of ours. Um, she'll, she won't mind. Jane. Our buddy Jane. Yeah. We went to uh, the buddy's house, and we got hammered. Jane throws up all over the place. I collect all the throw-up. I bake it in a pie. And they brought it to school the next day. Oh. And I was trying to hand it out at lunch. <laughs> you know what I mean? Did
0: it have a nice crust on it? I anyway? had a crust and everything. It looked like beautiful. a beautiful, I was. I forget what I was calling it, like a fruit pie or something like that. So it runs in the family, because I heard your mother's got some skills in I, the yeah. kitchen too. Yeah, my mother's the worst cook. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: she, she proved that on television. But uh, yeah, like that kind of you can't do that shit. Now you go to jail. So And you know what else was good? And then you weren't really in that scene really, but like the drug world back yeah, then. Yeah, it wasn't me. It wasn't you at all. It was that was it was was weed. You know what I mean. Like once in a while you get like a, like a pill or something like that. But yeah, there but was, ecstasy wasn't there when there was, we were there. Nothing was there. Thank none God. And the in the prescription drugs, none yeah. of that stuff was big. Nobody when we were, even we didn't even know. Yeah, um, weed was like the whole thing. But thank God because who knows? You know what I mean. And we've had some friends that have gone Eventually down there, gone there and, yeah. and and it sucks and it's hard, but. I just, thank my lucky stars, there was no phones and there was no, like, drugs or anything. I'm, not that I would have, you know, gone down that horrible road, but it would have been another option, and we were kind of crazy, you know what I mean? So do you really have
0: a one-legged Sicilian grandmother? <laughs>
1: no, no, no. I had my, now this is a whole story, my grandmother, Nana, who I lived with on Corney Street, yeah. who later sued me and all that stuff. So she was just, like, like through and through Sicilian... You you know like the Sopranos where you got Tony you know, watch the Sopranos of course. So, so Tony's mother We discussed it in the last episode Oh Keeping you did Hyundai, yeah. Oh and
0: I was just saw Frank Santarelli
1: last night at a show Oh
0: yeah didn't you you open for him a few times Yeah yeah I worked with him, him, yeah. him a
1: few times yeah I saw him a couple of nights ago and and he's great and he was Georgie, the bartender on the show Tony yep. beat him up like six times or yep. whatever But um that mother of Tony's like I think it's like the first episode or something where she's like she's I think if she's going to the hospital or something like that. and she Livia. Just, Livia she, Soprano, yeah. She just tried to, like, put a hit out on him or whatever it is. Yep. That was, not that my grandmother was like that, but that's that Sicilian thing. They get, like, a vendetta. Yeah. And it's it. And, and it's, it, it's they, like yeah, they cross you off their list. Yep. It's like the Milwaukee's or whatever it is, yeah. and it's like you're done. The Moloka. It's all done. like it, it Like, <laughs> it's like X, yep. and then you're dead. You know what I mean? So she had that kind of, like, um, crazy, like, spiteful attitude towards people. That that world, too, is gone. You know what I mean? There's no Didn't more did she sue you? She did. She sued me for... She tried to sue
0: everybody. Like, she she was, like, sue-happy. So she... I she, don't want the Malika. so... If Nana listens to podcasts...
1: Oh, she passed away, like, two years ago now. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rest but, in peace, Nana. But, uh, yeah, so she she... You know, she... She made some bad decisions later in her life, and I think what she was trying to do was she was trying to... You know, protect what she thought was her family and all this and that, sure. and and it just it's unfortunate that's how it ended, but that's how it ended. What are you mean? Is do? Tony her son? Tony's
0: her son, yeah. And I have a good relationship with Tony. I I mean, talking about a Beverly character. I, mean, I, I used know. to work out with him at the Y. I used to play basketball with him. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He, was, he looked like a WWF wrestler. Yeah, yeah, but he was like five five, but he's as wide as a truck. muscle guy. Yeah, yeah, wide as a truck.
1: And, he, and their whole like their whole crew of people, like Ralphie from. Um, you know, TT. Sure. And all those guys. Sure. I mean, I know you both know, guys all those guys. guys. Said, yeah, yeah Ralphie's Ralph, the best. I Ralph, love that guy. Uh, I mean, all those guys. I mean, TT came to my niece's um, w- when you get the First Communion. Yep. He brought a keg to a First Communion little girl's party. And then he sat by the keg and just caught destroyed then we had to
0: like break drop them off at home I mean this is like that's normal little background on you you had uh, your mom and your sister were both on reality shows recently
1: right so my mother was on worst Cooks of America that aired like season eight so it's like two years ago now what channel is that on it's on the food Network okay so my sister somehow gets she I don't know how it happens but all these reality shows want her. For whatever reason, she's good on camera, she's beautiful, she's personality, all that stuff. She's young, right? She's young. She's like 24 right now, 23, 24. She was going to be on The Worst Cooks of America. And then what happened was, is she was getting married or something. So she's been married and divorced, which was So she was supposed to go on that show. She couldn't. Then they started talking to my mother, and then my mother was a lunch lady at the time. And they liked the story, and then she got on the show, and she went like almost all the way to the end, and she got... Like fans from all over the world and all this stuff. Oh, and we won America's Funniest Home Videos.
0: I did hear something about that. We won. You got ten grand.
1: Yeah, we won that a few years um, before that. So we were in like, like they saw us on TV, and that was something like they could like these guys are all right on TV or whatever. So um, then Hannah got into like the casting of all these um, reality shows and. She, you know, she got on a Fox reality show, which is a big deal called American Grit with John Cena. It was season two? Um, she made it all the way to the end, <clears throat> but I, I. Some people are like, oh, it's, it's not that big of a deal. It's like, it's not that big of a deal, all right? It's it, but it is a big deal because she wanted to be on a reality show, and she got on. Go try to get on a reality show. Right. It doesn't happen,
0: right? You know.
1: A, a, three million people apply to be on the show they picked nine yeah you know what I mean and it was a, it was it was basically an eye-opening experience for her because she never um, you know she's like a girly girl you know what I mean she never really went through anything hard in her life and this was like swimming with alligators and you know drinking like a big snake cocktail and you know hanging upside down for uh, like three hours getting dunked in the water and so she went she went through a lot of stuff and she came out like a stronger more confident person which is what the show was all about so actually she actually got something she actually got something out of it um and then and then she just filmed another show but we're not allowed to say what it is yet
0: oh cool so you listen to any other
1: podcasts I do love Rogan yeah Uh, Rogan's great he's Um, one of the top yeah he's like the three or something the man yeah um I, I listen to Depalo. Yep. I Nick know, Nick Depalo. He's from Danvers. Yeah, he's from Danvers. Yeah. yeah, he's gonna be up here in a couple of weeks, um, doing shows at the Red Hook, I think, in Portsmouth. And so
0: where do you usually
1: perform? So I do everything. Like I go everywhere. A lot of it, the great thing about being in New England is like I'm in Newburyport. I go two hours in any direction, mm-hmm. and there are shows. And the whole thing about doing comedy is you have to. You know, I could go to the open mics and be dirty and, you know, and and, and have the best time and all that stuff. But if you want to get paid, you have to, you got to be funny and it's got to be clean. Like nobody's going to pay me. Timberland isn't going to pay me to do a corporate thing. If I'm going to go, they want to know that it's clean and it's funny and it's appropriate. Right. So all the money that you can make in stand-up the clubs are fine you can be a little more edgy or whatever like do the Kowloon a lot but you have to work clean and you have to you know obviously be funny
0: that's the same thing they say on a lot of the podcasts I listen to because a lot of them have either it's hosted by a comedian or they have comedians as guests a lot right right. and you're my first guest I've had that's a comedian right and I've been wanting to get one because they're like the best guest to listen to because you naturally just know how to be funny you're not even doing stand-up right now and you're funny you know
1: yeah, Th- that's like the that's the key. Unless you get it, you know. Now, if you are famous somehow, like Louis C.K. or somebody like this, that well, he's kind of screwed now. But um,
0: one oh, of these he's he's coming up later in the conversation. Oh, he is. Yeah.
1: So one of the one of these guys that can get away with being dirty, or they, you know what I mean. Then you have a built-in audience they are going to show up. They know what you're doing. But if I go to the Medford Youth Baseball thing, I got to be squeaky clean. Sure. I'm wearing a shirt. I got shoes on. I'm wearing nice clothes.
0: I'm not, you know, and I kind how, of found that out early. How much does your comedy differ from that to that? Are you just removing words, or you have to take the whole oh, story can, and like, put take a whole, whole different? St- like a whole bunch of stuff. So,
1: like, I, I did a church gig not too long ago. Jesus and Christ! At least, like in the front row is all the— <laughs> there's probably 150 people, and then the front row were nuns. Like the nuns dressed up like nuns. I can't talk about my dick. Like there's nothing nah, I can do. This so you gotta so. be like squeaky clean.
0: They've never even seen one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Ever. So,
1: so a lot of sh- there's a great shows, and I've been very fortunate to be able to open. I open for Justin McKinney all over the place. He's like a national guy. He's got um, three Tonight Shows, two Comedy Central specials. He just did the Gronk special on Showtime. He's a big deal guy. Super, super talented. Kills it. He's great. But I get to open for him all the time. working with him this weekend. I worked with him last week. But um you know, he, he, he sells out theaters. So I've been able to do all these giant theaters, thousand people theaters, and, and, and travel with him and do those, which is very fortunate. But it's because I do a good job for him. It's funny. It's clean. Um, and he trusts me. You know what I mean? So, you, so but there for every like great gig, there are, I've been doing it for like nine, ten years now. There are thousands of horror shows Nightmare gigs that I've done, because you gotta like make yourself bulletproof to the. You never know what's gonna happen, so you have to put yourself in these situations. That I've gone to like bachelor parties and done comedy at like cookouts. Where lucky I I got out of there with my teeth. Like I've done like uh, like biker bars in Lynn, and they don't care. They don't think you're funny. That you know what I mean? Heckle like so you gotta put yourself through every possible horrible scenario.
0: I've heard stories about clubs that they say, oh, enough people didn't show up, you don't get paid. Like, And the deal up front was, we're getting paid no matter what. And yeah. stuff like that happened uh, where you uh, don't yeah. get what you think you get. Oh, and uh, yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's why you get in with the good bookers. So there's good bookers, and there's, um, y- you know what it is? It's, it's, that kind of stuff happens when it's the one, like, you're like, you know, somebody decides to start comedy, and anybody can be a comedian. I mean, you go to do an open mic, you're a comedian. I guess you're a comedian. So they they get into the business and then they don't realize like they're like oh I can do a show I'll put on a show at the Lucky Dog or wherever the hell it is and instead of uh, you know a budget for a show is fourteen hundred dollars or something like that they're like oh I'll do it for five hundred so they're thinking oh they can put like three four hundred bucks in their pocket have their friends come up so it does two things it makes the market like you know now people. The price in that, well, we had a show for 500 bucks. Why would we ever pay $1,400? It's a different show. And then people come into the show, they're never going to come see another comedy show again because they paid their money to get in there and then they're going to see horrible comics. Not that they're horrible, but it's just not. They feel like they wasted their money. Right. They wasted their money and they're not going to see, you know, a great show. How did you get into comedy? Okay. So, Henneberry, Pat Henneberry's wedding, I sat.
0: I was at this wedding. Oh, you were? Yep. Yeah.
1: It was 350 degrees, if you remember. Yeah. Were you in the uh, wedding?
0: No. No. I, I don't remember the heat because I had come up from Miami. Oh so. yeah, yeah, it was brutal. Yeah, it, it was brutal. I wasn't worried about it. It felt great.
1: So, I sat at um, at the table. I was right next to this comedian. His name is Todd Kane. He's passed away since. Wow. Unexpectedly, terrible, you know, kids and all that stuff. But he was he was Lenny Clark. He would open up for Lenny Clark a lot, and he worked at Giggles, which is Eagles is, like, the best comedy club, I think, to get into. Impossible to get into because you just have legends. On Route 1 and Saugus, are, right? Yeah, performing there. You know, you would look at the show and I'd say, like, oh, who am I going to bump off of this show? Uh, you know, somebody, Nick DiPaolo? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah, a, yeah. It, It's impossible. I've, I've I've done it a few times, but you're never going to, I'm never, not for a while, would we'll never be, like, a regular there. Um, so... I was just talking to him. We were talking about the Stern Show. He loved the Stern Show. I loved those big characters. Yeah, that, all that. And then, um, you know, it, it just came up. He's like, "If you ever want to do a spot, um, he had a room at Kitty's
0: in um, North Reading." I mean, uh, what did he know of you? He just knew you were like their no, funny just, friend, or yeah, what?
1: no, I was just funny with them, and we were having a good time, and we kind of just hung out and drank a little. Okay, bit. Okay, so he saw your personality yeah, yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I Got was kind of making fun of Esler a little bit, and. Uh, <laughs>
0: But uh, <laughs> not that hard to do.
1: <laughs> no, I, Love I him. Talking about a car. That guy is is unbelievable. Right? Yeah. But um, no. I so so he's like, he's like, hey, if you ever want to do a spot or whatever, you know, give me a call. And 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 then I called him like two weeks later. I wrote some stuff and I called him. And he's like, I can't believe. I, he's like, I never thought you would ever call. Like he's like, he was in shock because he's like. How much of a weirdo are you? You're gonna call? You know yeah. what I, mean? I, I was drunk.
0: Go- I just threw it out there. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, I didn't exactly. Mean it. That's
1: what yeah, it was. Yeah. So I did a show for him, and it went okay. But I had all the Beverly Goon squad was there, um, Copeless and um, you know the, all of them. Uh, Murphy and all those guys were there. There was probably forty people there. So I kind of couldn't lose. You know what I mean? Because
0: everybody's kind of yeah, they're for and you laugh yeah. and
1: they have fun, and I passed out like. By like eight eighty pot cookies before the show. Oh, that's so easy was money like, then. To... Yeah, everybody's out of it. But uh, so that went great, and uh, then I just kept doing it
0: and not throw up cookies. <laughs> not throw up no, okay. not, it
1: wasn't a mixture of James throw up. No, okay. Jane was at the show though. But um,
0: speaking of cookies,
1: yeah, <laughs> I know. Well, hey, she know, had a nickname taken, back think. in high she's school. Taken. All right, she's taken now. But um, so I just and then and then I just kept working at it, and it really was like. You go out every night, you get on stage as much as possible, you drive three hours for five minutes. You know what I mean? Wherever you can get stage time, you just do it. Just say that you got to put yourself in these horrible situations and figure a way out of it. You know what I mean? Like, you got to get on stage. And I've driven home, like, not in tears, but, like, literally, like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? Horrible, feel terrible for two days. It wasn't worth it. Get on stage. And, and, and like, sometimes you'll do a couple shows in a night, so you'll kill it. At a show like destroy next show, shit. You're, you're literally not changing a one word, and you bomb. shit the bed. Yeah, bomb. You eat your dick right on stage. Everybody knows, and there's that instance of like confidence to like, oh, they know I'm full of shit. Yeah, you know what I mean? When they know when the audience knows you're full of shit, you're dead. It,
0: it, so, at the beginning, you were petrified when you went up the first few times.
1: Yeah, yeah, probably the first. You're always a little nervous. You still get the butterflies. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially the big, the big shows. Yeah. You know, if you're just doing a, a a little open mic or something like that, or just a whatever showcase show, you, you know, your material's strong enough to where you can't, you know, you won't, you'll be fine. Um, but yeah, in the beginning, it was it was terrifying.
0: It, it takes balls to get up there. You, I heard a quote from uh, Buddy Hackett, right? Famous old comic. He said something like. The difference between you and everybody else is you—you you walk the extra ten feet. You walk on the stage, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's a
1: ballsy, ballsy thing. But once you do it and you know what you're doing and you can do it, I mean, it, it gives you confidence in things like you can do anything. If I can go out and kill it in front of a thousand people or in front of ten people, you—you you know that you—you you can. Um, you know, it just gives you confidence to do a lot of other things, a lot of the you know, situations in life where you might get nervous. I can't really get nervous anymore because I, I my, you know, I, I can only get nervous for the, these big things. Yeah, like, like you know, if I'm, you know, new material, putting new material up there, you get a little bit nervous with that. But um, you feel, you get to the point where nothing can bother you. Even when you bomb, you're like, now, now if I bomb, like, whatever, I bomb. You don't want to bomb in certain places because they won't book you again but it happens sometimes
0: you know? you're up there for an opportunity <clears throat> right if you're,
1: if you're if you if you got a like a new booker and you gotta be on the ball and you gotta make sure you impress this person and all that um you know it's it's you 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 know you get nervous and it's like it's like work you know what i mean like anything you do you do a podcast and it's you do 10 podcasts and nine of them are horrendous why are you gonna do an 11th one nobody's gonna listen <laughs> nobody's gonna listen so it's it's um I I think it's I think everybody should try it just just on the open mic level because you just see how impossible it is you know what I mean. It's like
0: one of the biggest fears in the world, or the biggest fear, is public speaking. Right, public speaking.
1: Yeah. So, so you get that a lot. You get people like, oh, you gotta tell them to do this. I can do that. Like, like how do
0: you deal with hecklers?
1: Um, you know, sometimes you gotta just ignore them. Because you can tell. Like, you don't want to give them attention. Yeah, you, you can tell if somebody's, you know, it's all booze, too. I, I w- room full of potheads, thank, beautiful. Yeah. They're, they're having a ball. You get the drunk idiot that's with his girlfriend who thinks he's, like, smarter than everybody else. Who, the nun? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's like, it, you know, you, you, you kind of address it, and I kind of like, when if I have to do it, I don't like dealing with hecklers. If I, if I have to deal with them, I'll address them but I'll bring it to the crowd like I'll ask the crowd like I'll have the crowd. You got to get the crowd on your side so then you can turn on him. Some people are excellent at it. There's some comedians that are just that's what they can do. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. <clears throat> but it's it's you know the worst thing is is a drunk girl or or a bachelorette party or something like that where they're all, you know, they're stepping on your punchlines, they they you know um I I it, but other things. Like I was on stage I forget where I was. I was doing some just one night show somewhere. I'm in the middle of my act. The table right next to the stage, they bring out a birthday cake. They start singing happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, so I get it. Oh, you my, see me here? Yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> all right, I guess it's her birthday. Let's go again. So I get, make everybody sing or whatever. It turns into a fun moment, but it's just like, you got to be kidding me right now you know what I mean and cell phones gone people talking and, and you know so it's it's a constant that's just a constant battle it'll never go
0: away you know who are your comedic influences besides George Copolis and John Heckman
1: <laughs> well Heckman now so the, my funniest people in my life ever is John Heckman is the one of the funniest guys easily but Paul Gasparoni yeah I, I, mean, I haven't seen him for years and all that stuff and, and uh, you know but like hanging out with him back in the day That guy was the funniest guy I've ever... Like, he was the funniest. I laughed more with him than any other person. Granted, we were probably stoned half the time. Yeah. Um, This, I don't say... It sounds corny, whatever. This guy, Justin McKinney, that I I work for, he's, like, his work ethic and his amount of material that he turns over, and he writes a new hour every year, and his jokes are, like, so relatable to the masses, and he's clean as a whistle. Um, Like he's like somebody that I look up to you know, Good friends good friends but Eddie Murphy I mean that da- uh, dangerously with um, Edna, is it dangerously Which no, one? the uh, first one the red suit one not yeah uh, delirious 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 that's the funniest thing it's totally you know politically incorrect now oh, you could never get away yeah, with exactly. it exactly but unbelievable Brian Regan
0: yep um, is he's a uh, local guy, right? No, he's no?
1: He's, he's, he's out in Vegas. I, okay. I think he grew up in Florida. Okay, um, you should check him out. He's um, I hear him on the podcast. Funny yeah, guy. He, he's like the cleanest, funniest. He's the best. He's like he's like he he makes a fortune. Nobody really gets this. Like in Boston, you have like the legends of the legends. Yeah, you have like oh, it's a big scene here. I know that. Yeah, I mean you have like take your pick. Lenny Clark Mike Donovan Tony V Jimmy Dunn there's crazy talent that has just that has been here forever and they work you know they're working down the street tonight they're working around the corner so you can see like these guys that like Rogan or Louis C.K. or some of these guys would say holy shit like these guys are killed they don't want to follow them like Mike Donovan who I did a show at the Rocky Post in <laughs> front of like 60 people like Paul Lance was there and <laughs> Tim Fisher and all that like for the school or whatever and they don't realize that they're seeing like a master of 30 year veteran who should be you know
0: could, could a household nobody
1: name. nobody could you know, nobody's as good as him. You know what I mean? It's like those guys. Yeah. And there, and there's a bunch of them out
0: here. I think it depends what you want to do. Like a lot of the guys from yeah. this area yeah. spread out and did different things, like a Bill Burr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's one of my favorites. Oh, he's great. Patrice yeah. O'Neill, yeah, who passed perhaps. away, but he, I mean, these are legends. So yeah. They're They're right from here.
1: And they, and they, and they've all done all the little shitty rooms that I do. Like they've all, you know what I mean? They've, yeah. they've, they've gone to the the, the chuckle hut yeah. and They still talk about it. You yeah, know? yeah. It, so. So it's crazy how much um, how much Boston comedy there really is, and and they don't get it. So this is the other thing about Boston comedy: you get people from outside, like I don't want to say New York or Philadelphia or something like that, but they come to Boston, and they're like they're blown away. They're like, wait a second, these guys are too funny. Like we can't, like like they can't compete. Like it's like Boston is like boom, joke, 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 joke. One like just killer acts.
0: I feel like that's how we grew up, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With right. the relentless, just ball busting. Oh, just It yeah. doesn't stop. That's how you communicate with your friends.
1: Yeah, yeah, notorious, yeah. It, 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 so it, it's just a lucky spot that I'm in over here. And, uh, you know, I, 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 I'm loving it right
0: now. And it's, how do the ladies feel like it? Do they love it? Do you have groupies?
1: This is the thing.
0: So I talk about being a fat idiot. Yeah. And
1: uh, I just get these fat idiot guys that are like, "Hey, what's up? like?" Just want to hang out and drink beers and shit. The girls like, "Ah, oh, he, talking about his crooked dick or whatever I'm talking about." But like, it's so it's 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 not it's not, it's not the group as you want. It's like it is that movie with Adam Sandler and, Ro- and uh, Seth Rogen or whatever. It, is. it wasn't a great movie, but he's like. Do you ever want to get laid? Would you stop talking about your farts? Like, no, no girl's gonna, like, no girl was gonna say, oh, I want the guy that stinks, a farts, and lives with his parents. Or, you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, no, that's so my type. I set myself up for failure in yeah. that aspect, but I do, um, I I do get the occasional, um, you know, housewife smoking a Parliament that wants to, you know, go fool around in her car. Or <laughs> that's
0: great. Uh, who do people say you look like? Any celebrities? Any resemblance to people? What do you hear?
1: Somebody said I look like Bradley Cooper. No. <laughs> <laughs> I see it. I don't see it. But. Yeah.
0: Speaking of resembling celebrities, do you remember I, – I jotted this down to remember to mention this story to you because I think it's interesting. Do you remember a few years back a kid we played football with in high school got in some trouble, and it was in the paper, and they mentioned – I guess he might have assaulted a female, and they said they were looking. The suspect looks like a young John Belushi. <laughs> I don't.
1: You I don't have know no this story. Idea what you're it was in about. the local paper? Was it? Yeah. I have no idea. And why would they? Is this say how that?
0: they? I don't know if it was a joke. I mean, I know that the actual crime wasn't a joke because I know he well, had done something like that. It can't
1: be a joke. It's like being on the lookout for a young John Belushi. Is that real?
0: It was. I swear. Ask any that ask is, some of your That friends. is
1: the craziest thing I could ever imagine. Can you
0: think of who it might be? What year? Uh he's in between us. So you play with him. I know who you're
1: America. talking about. Yeah. He looks like a melted genre <laughs> <singer>. like, <laughs> it was like, I mean just the fights too, like the high school fights and stuff. Like I I like the I guy this guy's office we're in now. Like he he uh, had so one of the all.
0: Ti- I'm bringing that up when I talk to him on the podcast. Yeah, then.
1: I was an idiot. Like I, even when I was a kid, I just would get in trouble all the time. But not yeah. like bad stuff. I would Yeah, you yeah. know, I brought a sword to school once. Like a who does it? Nin- like I thought I was a ninja. Sure. So then when I graduated from Cove School, whatever that means, <laughs> my parents like we got to get him. Where well, they sent me to St. Mary's. Okay. Because they're like this guy's. T- we got to settle him down a little bit. So I went to St. Mary's. I like, go. I was asked to leave nicely um, in halfway through sixth grade. Mm. So then my mother's like, we don't want to send him to Briscoe because he'll be with all his friends, so we'll send him a memorial. I mean, it basically would just, like, screw him with me. Yeah, and then it was, like, Shuko, and, like, then I remember, like, the cops. Like, I remember him getting cuffed and dragged out of the dance and all that, and you'll talk to him about it. But then I remember him, like, being at a memorial, like, like, he had a chain or something crazy, and <laughs> he was going down to whatever, and it was supposed to be, like, a whole thing. And then Brucey was, like, you know, Brucey was the toughest kid of all His time. name's coming up later, yeah, too. Yeah, he's, he, I was in Homer with Brucey in high school. Oh, um, hit, him and LeBrec would arm wrestle. Crazy. <laughs> Brucey was just pl- toy with him. Oh, no, it wasn't, it wasn't LeBrec, It was Pirelli. Pirelli. Oh, Jesus.
0: Babe Le- Guts. Babe. So about, f- what, five, six years ago, you did your first movie?
1: Right, so that was probably uh, two thousand and eleven or something like yeah. that. Heavy times.
0: So I get sent a copy by my old friend Matt.
1: Oh, Matt Sullivan. Yep. Yeah. yeah, sent yeah, me
0: yeah. a copy. He said, "Check it out. You'll enjoy it." You know, Jeff. Yeah. So I hadn't seen you in years until I saw this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From what I saw, from the outtakes, from what Matt told me, yeah, yeah. a lot of improv. Yeah, um, and it's your first your first movie. You show up on set and you're in character. Yeah, and you are shit talking everybody.
1: I and I swear to God, I I I just said I'm going to be John Heckman on ten beers. That's what I went as, and I just rolled with that. And I did. We were drinking like the whole thing. It took like a year to make too, but um, I just went in guns blazing, and I'm like, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna just go for it, because what else am I gonna do? You know what I mean? Like it was. Remember the first day on set. The, the other characters and the thing it was like a quiet like everybody's a little nervous or whatever and I just said fuck it and I just went. you didn't know these guys I didn't know these the guys the kids the uh, no. actors they uh yeah I mean I almost got in a fight with one of them because I was trying to stick his head in my armpit and I was just being total Uncle Rick like 24-7 with these guys and they, they did hate me
0: and the are <laughs> The one, the one,
1: the one kid was kind. The one, the the other fat dude was a little was kind of cool, but the other <laughs> two, I was I was just beating them up the whole time. But um, I still get phone calls and emails and all kinds of stuff. I was at a show, I don't know where it was in Lawrence or something, maybe six months ago. Phone rings. I'm just about to get on stage, and I answer the, the number. I don't know. It's like Connecticut number. I answer the phone, and the guy says, Uncle Rick. I'm like, Yeah, that's me. Is <laughs> it really you? Like, so I get these crazy. Um, there's, a, there's a whole family in um, Australia that, like, remade the movie with them and keeps sending me, like, clips of it. Come it's, on. it they're all drunk and being idiots. In yeah, yeah. And then there's a guy from Sri Lanka, <laughs> I swear to God, who won't leave me alone. And um, he won't, like, he wants to come stay at my house he wants to he thinks we're friends somehow
0: so do you let him stay on the couch or do you give me a bed
1: <laughs> I don't I don't I just I'm trying to like he wants me to write a letter I swear to God he wants me to write a letter to the Prime Minister to have him come over here and he can stay with me and I can't even say his name it's like Buddha Jaya Hila something from Sri Lanka but I'm like but I'm trying to be nice and I'm like I don't want this Crazy person showing up. Uh, okay. What will happen is, is the movie will end up at a frat house some somewhere. Yeah, somebody will say, "Oh, you got to watch this movie." Then I'll have, you know, six of the forty
0: goons frat Yeah,
1: giving me shit. Well, not, not, but they they they're happy. They love it. They love it. Yeah. But they just, I'm not really that crazy maniac guy. I am in a way. You were. I
0: were. I was not that crazy. But, but yeah. But. That character is not that far off of who I knew. Right, but it's like 15, that fun ago. party,
1: whatever. But you know, I still watch TV and take it easy once in a while. i sure. like,
0: you know, I'm not well, like you're, on you're, attack
1: mode twenty four seven.
0: You're on the uh, the other side of forty, so
1: I know. So I'm, I'm slowing down. So that yeah, that was great, and those guys were all a lot of fun. And it was Vance's little brother Ben, yep. who's like the he was he was fantastic. I forget the the guy's name who kind of was in charge.
0: I know uh, Matt and Ben. Yeah, Matt that. and Ben,
1: and there was one other one, Beverly guy too. I forget his name, but he was like, he was the brains behind the camera, knew like, and there's so much more that goes into it than you think. I mean, one scene takes three hours sure. to, get to ten seconds on, on on the screen. So, yeah. Awesome. Do you want
0: to do more acting?
1: Um, I will start going to Boston casting now because, like I was telling you earlier, I'm out of the golf course, so now I can just like focus on this stuff, and we'll see what happens. You know? Oh, I did a I did a parody thing for. Um, this Tommy tape thing um, you know when Brady hurt his hand we did a fake we did a parody on that and uh, you wouldn't think it took all day to do it's a two minute bit and then you know it's just the acting thing when you're, at, when you're acting and there's 60 people watching you it's ner- you get nervous at that shit you, you want to do a good job you know
0: uh, Jeff what do you got coming up in the next few weeks uh, do you have anything to plug
1: yeah, so a local, I got some stuff local, um, not Beverly local, but I got some shows coming up. I got Drake it um, Fundraiser for, um, I'm not 100% sure what it is, but if you go to my Facebook page, I post everything there. And if you um, if you say, um, uh, you know, you're from Beverly, and you want to come to the show, I'll probably hook you up a little bit give you a slight discount
0: go to Facebook Uh, is it under your name yeah just
1: Jeff K-O-E-N Jeff Keown K-O-E-N I do have a website but I never update it because I'm just lazy
0: yeah I tried to get some research on you for the show and it was uh, updated about two years ago
1: yeah yeah I don't I I can't my sister would do it and she has a job now she doesn't want to deal with my bullshit but yeah I post everything there I'm doing the Blue Ocean Music Hall and Salisbury Is a big show coming up so I'll just post everything and you want to come out check it out um I'll probably be back at the cabin at some point. we will do that like once a year. And, uh, yeah, and, and, and check out Heavy Times. It's, it's, it it almost killed me. And uh, and I got paid a um, $50 Staples gift card. That was my uh, payment for that. It only took a year. So Are you serious? Something like that, yeah. <laughs> I remember they're like, thanks a lot for doing it. And they hand me a gift card to, <laughs> I think it was Staples. I don't even know. I'm like, oh, thanks a lot, man. Yeah. Beverly's a different kind of place. Like everybody's so tight, and like think like. Because I to talk to people like, oh yeah, I'm talking to my friend Sean. You know, I've known him since kindergarten. I'm like, are you still talk to him. I'm like, yeah, all the time. I talk to ten of my, you know, you know, I talk to Heckman every once in a while. He just these are people I don't want to like lose because it's just you know how much fun I have. Go to Heckman's house and watch, you know, March Madness. It's insane.
0: His I would love kid, to. His
1: kids are the best too. They're like little Heckmans running around and it's it's like a wild scene over
0: there and it's
1: great it's just <laughs>
0: so sit back relax crack a beer Sit and back, watch. relax
1: crack a beer and i would go over there and i would tie an acorn to a to a uh, end of a, a, a fishing pole and then i would just cast the the acorn out the window and we would try to like catch squirrels all day <laughs> with the kid and the kids going nuts and, and heck been screaming it's just you know these are people i i love i love these guys
0: so i uh, just got a text from paul grossman uh me and Paul are supposed to do a podcast. Oh yeah, and uh, we're gonna do an all ugly team, all the ugliest football, baseball, basketball players. Okay. And Johnny really wants to get in on it. So.
1: You mean a professional? Yeah, ugly? yeah. Oh, all right. Well,
0: yeah. Paul said that's Johnny's problem is he likes to throw in like guys we played with and like <laughs> yeah. people that nobody's ever yeah. gonna know. I mean, well, me and you were talking about people we don't know. Now,
1: about. now Johnny. So yeah, he's uh Now I don't I. I Grossman's where in Texas?
0: No, he's in Florida now. Oh, he's in Florida now. Yeah, and he was sick for a while. Still and sick. Oh, he is. Yeah, yeah he came it. back. So that's we're gonna talk about that a little bit. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's so crazy. I mean, <laughs> I mean, that guy in high school and he was—he's another one. I mean, talk about the funniest guy in the world. He get drunk, he couldn't understand one word he said. <laughs> do, <not> do that, <laughs> do that. He's going crazy <laughs> on you. And and uh, I remember sitting on a bus to a bachelor party with him. And the radio was going. He was he was jarring right in my face for like an hour. And I had no idea what he was talking. <laughs> he never stopped talking. And I'm, like, I'm like, that's it. the longest conversation I've had. with I didn't hear one word he said. Uh, who's your favorite
0: garbage bill kid?
1: Oh, well, i got to say, I think it's Lodge Marge. Was, was there one? a Lodge Marge? Yeah. I forget. Yeah. I liked, uh, I don't know, I liked the fat ones.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah. The, fat ones. the garbage bill kid. Okay. Should Louis CK be locked up? Because what he did, what he did to get in trouble, is pretty much like a would have been a Tuesday night for you back when I knew you.
1: <laughs> well, what what exactly did he do? He just he would jerk off in front of girls, right? But yeah, he he'd
0: at, like invite somebody over and then he'd be naked but, when they showed up and then. But wouldn't
1: he ask them first? I thought that was kind of what it was. A little, wouldn't mm. he say like, "I'm going to jerk off in front of you"? Is that all right?
0: And start disrobing. And And then maybe they don't say it's okay. Yeah. I mean, I know what he did isn't exactly rape. I mean, there's a fine line between a lot of this stuff.
1: I don't think it's cool to do—like, it's obviously not cool to do that. Should he be in jail? I mean, I think if he—you know, I guess you'd have to look at the victims and say— you know, what effect has this had? I mean, you know, I, I would have to hear the whole thing. I mean, if he, if he, if it was like, if it was against somebody's will and he was holding, like, you
0: know, lock the door and then jerk on from, him,
1: yeah, the guy's a fucking weirdo. I mean, he's got to,
0: something's got to happen. It's just traumatic. You know, it can yeah. be traumatic. I love the guy. I love his, his humor. Yeah. I love his show. Yeah. I'd like to see him back on.
1: Now, he, he was, um, I think even on his show, he addressed it like, Back in the day, like he had an episode where he started jerking off in front of a girl, right, in front of another comic or something like
0: that. Uh, yeah, I saw the episode, and that was like
1: that was like a a thing that he did. Not that it was cool, but you like you know nowadays you, the the you can't be that guy. Nah, I it's, mean,
0: it's over. Those days are those
1: over. Those are over, and I don't even know if those were ever. Was that even? A, I don't even get it. Like I don't get that. I don't either I don't get that at all like I'm not I I don't know what how weird it is in your head that that's what you need to do but there's definitely some sickness or something there that I don't. I mean, Jesus Christ. I, I'm, I'm a weirdo, but I, that's that's last on my list. Right? Of kinky shit. You know what I mean? What's on, exciting about that? I don't know. Put on a uh, you know a rabbit mask or something, or like a you know I'll do something weird like that. Yeah, that sounds just, like a good time. I, yeah, it's something to just start beating off. I mean, Jesus.
0: All right, we're at the keeping it a hundo section. Okay. Uh, this is this is some uh, quick fire questions, and you gotta <clears throat> you gotta keep it 100. Keep it honest with me. Okay. Have you ever gotten a fight at one of your shows?
1: Uh, argument, yes. Not a fist fight. Okay. I have seen a very serious fight, though.
0: Between a comic or just fans going <clears throat> at it?
1: Fans going at it. The guy kicked a, kicked a girl square in the face.
0: Yeah, that's not, that's not cool. Do you use mind-altering substances when you perform? Never. Never? Never. Alcohol. Not, Nothing. I, ha-
1: I have before. Like i mi- like very, very rarely will I will I drink even one beer before I go on. Advil. I, I want to be sharp. I'll do some Advil. I'm on a bunch of medications too. I'm on. <laughs> That's all kinds yeah. of shit. That I don't even blood pressure shit and every kind. Of, I got to do an injection in my stomach once. I forget. It's a nightmare. diabetic. No, I have um I have this uh, psoriatic arthritis. Ah.
0: If you could be an animal, what would you be? A dog. You like dogs. Yeah, I
1: love dogs. <clears throat> I can't have my own because I'm too much of a neurotic weirdo. Had a basset hound. Kept... What are you, uh, OCD? No, I just fall too much in love with the dog, and I worry about the dog constantly. And I, I, I had a basset hound that I had to actually give away because I, I couldn't I couldn't be away from him. It, I, I turned into a weirdo. <laughs> so I'll just tell you this. Right now, for the last, like, five years, I've been walking the neighbor's dog.
0: Who, to help you get over your dog?
1: Just just so I can have a dog in my life. Um, and I have to stop walking this dog on tomorrow because it's affecting my life. I can't uh, – every day I have to – well, five days a week I do it. I have to put away two hours in the middle of the day to go walk this dog. <laughs> so I'm not like – I'm not living my life because I'm walking this dog. Two hours
0: you could be riding.
1: Two hours of your writing, or going to do Casting. radio, or going to work, something, do something. But every day I got to drive to this dog's house and take him for a walk, and I love the dog. But I, I just, I wrote the letter to the, I ended up writing a letter to the owner of the dog, like, and it was so stupid. So I was breaking up with the dog. Like after I'm reading the letter, he must think I'm a fucking weirdo. But I love this dog. What can I tell you? Eight thousand pictures of the dog, and everybody's like, "Oh, is your dog?" I'm like, "No, it's the neighbor's dog." I just have a one. <laughs> Not even your dog. I'm out of my mind.
0: Who's your celebrity crush?
1: I like that Jennifer Lawrence um, chick. I, I do like her. Um, I don't know all the names and stuff. Yeah. Wonder yeah. Woman. The Wonder Woman. From guy. back in the day? No, or? no, no. This one here. This new one. I don't one. even know who I the don't new know one, one know is. Who it is. But she's not yeah, but she's dropped in. Gorgeous. Okay. Um, yeah, something like that
0: right there. Anybody who's your crush in high school? You got somebody, a secret admirer or something that you my wanted crush
1: to crush in high school that you never you know that you that never had a chance that never happened Jody Newhall That's okay crush in high school does
0: she, she know I know who she is
1: yeah I don't know if she knows okay. I don't know I think in um, I might have told her like drunk at a reunion or something one time or <laughs> some stupid <laughs> thing but yeah no she was like I didn't know what was going on yeah that was like in middle school too though, was one of those deals
0: which leads to my next question are you a lover or a fighter
1: um, I'm a crazy so I, I'm kind of a fighter
0: Okay. What actor would you compare yourself to Similar style when you see him I don't know You said you patented yourself after Johnny Heck But was there an actor that um, you uh, I'm
1: trying to think off the top of my head It would have to be some uh, You know workaholics You know the drug dealer buddy I know he's part he's kind of the nah. he's one of the he's one of the creators of the show okay and I kind of have the same vibe with him I, I when I see him act like I'm like oh I kind of get that whole like I gotta look him up yeah he's, he's he's not a real famous guy but um yeah that's a funny question I'll have to think about that I don't
0: know how about a comedian that you would compare yourself to not somebody who you admire but somebody you kind of see
1: I want to say Artie Lang in a way yep um even though he can kind of do what he wants. And pe- people like, oh, Big Artie Lang, and he's the funniest guy in the world, right? Love him. And, but he's a very good stand-up comedian. Yeah. So, like, he's very... He's,
0: you watch Crashing? A, yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: he's great on Crashing. Yeah, yeah. I feel bad for the guy. I mean, yeah, Jesus he's sick. Christ, he's, he's really sick.
0: Jesus, I mean, I don't... All right, I'm going to name five of my favorite comics. I probably left one out, but yeah. these are like five of my top guys, and you tell me what you think of when I say their name.
1: Here's the thing about comedians, though. I'm just going to tell you. I don't like watching comedy. Yeah, I believe that. Because I don't want to, like, if I have a joke and then they have a joke. I've and, heard and this. And I'm very, like, and I'm nobody. But I still don't want to. If I have a joke about living on a boat and somebody else has a joke about living on a boat, then, then it's in my head and then I don't want to do it. I, I, so, I, But go ahead. No, I hear you. Yeah, so that I makes sense. I don't watch a lot.
0: Uh, Chris Rock.
1: I think he's... Hilarious. I mean, his, his 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 that first special that he did when he you know about gun control and whatever. That was I I haven't I know he's got a new one out too, but it's I. It's great. That, but yeah,
0: I funny. love him. Uh, Chappelle.
1: That guy is as talented as you get. Um, in his Washington when he was in Washington, his one of his first special. But oh when, yeah yeah yeah. When he does the thing <laughs> about sitting in the car with his buddy and the guy, uh, his buddies. Smoking weed or whatever, there's a bit in there that is literally falling on the ground. Funny, um, you have to check that out. Washing his Washington stand-up special. Bill Burr, just a power, powerful, scary comedian to me. He's so scary, like
0: so confident.
1: Yeah, like I, I would figure. Like it's, and I think it was in Crashing too. Like the, he almost like scared of that guy. But my buddy Tony Moschetto is good friends with him, and Tony's a comedian and a writer. He's more of a writer now, but. He uh, you know, he opened for him up at the Hampton Beach Casino not too long ago, and down-to-earth guy, you know. he's from Canton. yeah.
0: Uh, favorite youth sports coach in Beverly. Could be for any reason. It doesn't mean he's the best coach.
1: All right, so I'm not going to remember the name, but it was C team football. I played with Mark Heckman. Shuka was on the team. Um,
0: coach Remond.
1: It might have was been. Was he a little fiery yeah, he guy? He was a little guy, yeah, yeah Not yeah. fat. No. What Did he smoke?
0: Yeah, it's him. They called him Rambo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like Rambo. He was a nut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I
1: remember just being a nut. And yeah. then I remember that, um, that that down at, it was down at Cooney, right, all the practices. Yep. And I remember, like, I, I swear to God, I remember these guys, like, smoking butts with the kids playing, like, I can remember. Absolutely. <laughs> I can remember, like... This is all normal. Hanging out, like... like, the, I don't even remember. It was, like, Frankie Abrams or something like that. Like, smoking butts with a coach after practice. <laughs> One <laughs> like, of the kids. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, what do you remember...
0: I, you weren't the same year as me in, in Pop Warner and stuff, but do you remember we used to go up to the crushes before practice and throw things off of it? Oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. I remember me and... uh Tim Murphy threw, like, a moped off the crushes before practice one day. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Rem- Lighting fires up there, all yeah, types yeah. of stuff.
1: I remember going up there when I was, like, 27. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, that's normal. Yeah. But we were, like, eight.
1: Yeah, no, it was... Uh, yeah, that was a whole scene down there. I mean, Beverly Sports, growing up, was... Um, I, I, I did baseball, a little bit of soccer, but not much. Yeah,
0: I just did it because I couldn't play football yet when yeah. I was, like, five. Yeah.
1: And then... um the baseball, I didn't. I think I made. I don't think I made it out of the farm league or something like that. I remember it was just Chisholm and um, uh, well, lots of fun. But I, I just remember just being like getting in the back of some guy's truck, going for a ride to the, You know what I mean? Like totally like not safe. And, random people's you know, cars, random things, and random parents, and just everything back then was a little just like like nobody cared. We
0: could go out and play. All day, yeah. No cell phone. Your parents didn't know where you were. Yeah. And we were seven, eight, yeah. six. I don't know. You
1: let the dog out in the morning. He comes back for dinner. Yeah. Like you just let him out. See you later, Charlie. And then. And dead. we weren't
0: allowed back in if it was nice out.
1: Oh yeah. No, I know. I lived. I mean, I live with my mother and my grandmother, and they were, like my mother was working all day, so I would come home and deal with my grandmother, and she like out. You know, like it wouldn't matter if it was raining or whatever. Just out.
0: What was it when you lived on Corning Street, what was the best thing you saw going on across the street at Jim Kelly's house?
1: I remember the cops being there. Well, there was two things. The one was the big fight when they got jumped. And I didn't like know the fight was going on, but I think it was the aftermath of the fight. So they were like hanging out or something, and then somebody from Bennett Street had come over, right? Do you know the story?
0: Sounds Were you familiar. there? No, I don't think I was involved. Do you in remember this. that? Eh, vaguely, there was there a was, lot of fights.
1: Well, there was a big one where, like, 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 you know, Bennett Street gang or whatever that's called comes over, and there was like a like a brawl.
0: You remember the law behind Bennett Street? Like, don't go down Bennett Street. Oh yeah, Bennett, Street's oh, the Bennett worst. Street, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah, yeah. like he, so he much.
1: Down there. Yeah. 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 so, so, so that was a crazy one. But I just remember constantly looking out my window. Because my bedroom window literally faced across the street right to the house. And there was a good, like, year's period where it was like every couple of nights I would just, like, look out the window and it would be like going to the movies. Like I was telling you, it's it's like there's three or four of them running around. The cops are there. Jimbo's on the roof or something (laughs) and and like somebody else is in my backyard sleeping in a a, a, a hammock in the backyard. 1996 to
0: 99.
1: Yeah, that was a crazy time, right? Yeah, it was. So, yeah, so right after graduation, yeah. Yeah. And then, and then he, and then, like I wasn't really, I guess, growing up there, we weren't really that tight because I didn't live there for a while too, but um, he would play basketball with Tony. Tony would be playing basketball all day and, um, then when I moved back in, that's when I would go hang out with him after and watch surfing videos and just you know do things that you know just stupid shit and, and make fake phony phone calls and shit like a, you know 20, 23 years old making phony phone calls <laughs> on a Tuesday night at midnight like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Who you got in a steel cage match, Susie versus Brucey? Oh, I think Brucey takes him. You got Brucey?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I think we've grown, like, Brucey had that allure.
0: Oh, he had the. Everybody was afraid of Brucey.
1: And because he would knock out, like, you know, dudes that were 10 years older than him in the army at Dairy Queen. Yeah. Like, he would just knock people out. It'd be like, oh, and Brucey knocked him out again. Brucey knocked (laughs) him out. It was crazy. And I remember benching in, like, freshman year, like, maybe you get up, like, one thirty five. What what are the two plates? Is that 135? 135. So, Brucey's over there booming out 225. Like it, and we're like 14. Yeah, we whatever. don't have our license yet. Yeah. <laughs> like so, yeah, he had that like I don't know what that I got a, I got suspended from middle school with Brucey.
0: What are you guys doing?
1: Throwing stink bombs in the hallway. Ah, okay. And uh, that's a good time. <laughs> yeah, I gave him the stink bomb. He threw it, and then. The whole, like, school had to be evacuated or something. It was, like, a whole big thing. They thought it was, like, a poison. And then, I ended up getting suspended. That's, so, you know what? I actually had a bond with, with him.
0: Over that. Over that. Yeah. So
1: I was always kind of safe with Bruce. Yep. You know what I mean? You
0: always had to find some safe ground with him.
1: The other thing is, so when I went, and this is, you know, not a good thing or whatever. I don't know how, what it is, but you'll tell me. So when I came to m- middle school, Memorial, you know the first friend I made? Jamie Fuller uh, first friend I, I made a,
0: that name's coming up in the next podcast and,
1: uh, and and we were good friends and that ended like because then I went to Florida in eighth grade so I didn't you know whatever yeah and then uh, he's
0: currently in in prison for he, first degree murder right
1: right but it was just so crazy so my mother's like we want to get him away from the bad element Let's send him to Memorial. And uh, <laughs> this is my uh, my buddy. You know what I mean? It was him, and you know who else went there was Ronnie Kalpa, who I love. Ronnie Kalpa, Courtney I love, Drive. I love that dude. Yeah, and he went to Cove School too, so that's how I knew him. But um, yeah, it was just. You, did you do auto lake?
0: I have a great Ronnie Kalpa story. Okay, what is it? So my parents were out of town, and me and my brother threw a pretty. Well, it was mostly my brother's friends. It was a pretty big party at at my parents' house. Yeah. This is probably in uh, 97, maybe 98. Ronnie's there. I got a good
1: one after you. Don't forget. Man. Johnny
0: Heck is, as usual, life of the party. Yeah. He He's blacked out. He's about to throw up. And he puts his head through the screen door in like, leading to my deck, like my back yeah, deck. Look, puts right. it instead of walking outside or going to the bathroom. Just yeah, yeah, sticks yeah. his head just, through the screen, yeah. breaks the screen, and throws up all over the deck. Right. Ronnie says, Don't worry about it. I got it, bro. Grabs a butter knife and fixes the screen no like way. in 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, Ronnie, whatever you need tonight, I got you. Because he like walked to the party too from like oh, Courtney yeah. Drive, like yeah, yeah. three miles or something. Oh, no. So I gave him a ride home.
1: He's like, Yeah, he's he's that guy. Yeah. He's now, so he's like a karate guy, kind of, or yeah. was anyway.
0: Dancing too. He's good on the dance oh, floor.
1: He's everything good. Dancing, he can't, yeah, should. He can dance like a like yeah. a Liberace, whatever you want to call it. He's got rhythm. But anyway, so he, uh, I'm down at um, Lynch Park in the parking lot, I think, with somebody, whatever, with smoking weed or something. And um, Ronnie Zwisco, Dave yep. Zwisco. Yep. Now, do you remember Dave Zwisco with the tattoos? Yep. He had rode a motorcycle. Liz, I don't know. Dave Zwisco, um, he got in that car. Worked bad. at Knicks. Yeah, yeah. Bad car accident. the yep. Brothers. Okay. Loaded with tattoos, right? Yep. Kind of, you know, not the greatest tattoos in the world. But sure strange-looking weird dude, right? Okay. So we're down at Lynch Park, and then here come two, like, older guys that graduated, like, three years uh, before us. I don't know who they were, but I, I, you know them if I told you, but I don't remember who they were. Okay. So here comes Ronnie. He sees us. He knows the car. Here comes Ronnie. So now these guys are making fun of Ronnie, right? Like, because he's deaf and all that. Sure. Being dicks, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm trying, and they I forget these guys weren't, like, they were tough guys or whatever so I wasn't trying to like get involved but I didn't you know I, whatever so Ronnie and then we try trying to tell these guys no he's a good guy he's a good guy whatever so they leave so oh at that point Zawisko gets out of the car with the big um, Ronnie's big um, Rottweiler right so it's a weird scene these guys are like listening to this guy the can't talk he's got the he's deaf zawisko has got the tattoo scene going on with the Rottweiler so these guys leave then I say Ronnie what if that what if it went down? What were you gonna do? All right? And he says, I would have done this. I swear <laughs> to God, he spin kicks and he kicks Zoisko directly in the face. <laughs> Direct out. out for the count. I swear to God. It was the most amazing thing. He like did like a like a super like back jump with a with like a roundhouse kick and kicks Zoisko directly in the face. And Zawisco's out on the ground. It was, it was amazing one accuracy. The, one of the most amazing moments of my life, just because I got to witness that. Like he wasn't trying to kick Zavisko, but he actually clicked, kicked Zavisko directly in the face. It was fantastic. Some
0: run. amazing athletes in Beverly.
1: Yeah, Ronnie never did um,
0: any uh, any sports. But he didn't have to. Yeah, he, well, was he got stabbed too in high school. If you remember. Yeah. That. Your favorite monument on Route One. There's a lot of beautiful scenery on Route 1.
1: Oh, the, um, you're talking like the steakhouse and all that. So no, that's gone. You got
0: so the cactus. You got the, the, the dinosaur. I mean, the
1: dinosaur is my favorite, I Do you guess. you see it's still there in is front of it? the new... They built condos oh.
0: and knocked down the mini golf and the oh. ice cream place, and they left the dinosaur in I front of the condo. Because that. that's no. what I want in front of my, my brand new condo. It's yeah, yeah. Orange so, dinosaur.
1: Yeah, no, that's crazy, huh? I yeah. mean, it must have been like a... Definitely like... The builders didn't want that there. It must have been like an outcry from the city or something, saying this is staying. I mean, I do like the Prince Pizza Leaning Tower just because it's the the giggles comic. Yeah, it has a special feeling for you. You know what else I like? I like that abandoned Chinese restaurant that they tried to make way up on the hill up there. Um, Yeah, it used
0: to be a club called Orchid. I went there before. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. So
1: I mean, that was just whoever it used to be
0: called Wayloos. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. that's like an abandoned. It's a beautiful building.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's abandoned. Like, who? What's going on up there? Like, who? <laughs> like, it's prime real estate. What are we doing? Like, who's who's in charge of that?
0: Route one is beautiful. Yeah,
1: it's a disaster. Mm-hmm. It's like it, it, There's not, It's always traffic. Nobody knows what they're doing. You're in that right lane. People are zooming out. Like when I go to the Kowloon, you got to turn around oh, and come back the other way. It's brutal getting to the Kowloon. You're dead. you dead meat. Yeah. I gotta like. I gotta like. You gotta literally make your car go as fast it as can possibly go in ten feet, and then jam on the brakes. And then
0: what about those nights where you're trying to go back and forth between the Kowloon and Hooters? Oh, there And you're I trying. You're that. playing Frogger <laughs> on the highway. You know, I've seen you doing it. It's,
1: it's bad news. Yeah. And then you got the. Um, you know that that I mean I haven't been for years, but we used to go to that uh, the, not tens. So What's the one up there? The Golden Banana. Well,
0: there's a Golden Banana and the Cabaret. Yeah, both on well, The real Cabaret
1: hard. didn't do it for me. Okay, it was a little dark in there or something. You know what I mean? Like, like um, I remember dropping Chad off at the uh, <laughs> Golden Banana on like a Tuesday at noon or something. Sure, you're talking about like, like I you know, I'll say it because he doesn't care, but she. The girl was squeezing breast milk out, and he was drinking the stream of breast milk. So
0: I think Chad would be happy to know. Jalen Rose was talking about doing that on his podcast the other day oh, no way. at a strip club in Detroit. He said he was when he was a teenager, he had a stripper that was squeezing I mean, breast I would, milk into his mouth at the strip rather
1: club. Rather eat trash out of a dumpster? I couldn't do that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's not my thing. No, I mean, there's nothing good about it. I mean, it's a story, Yeah, but I don't want He'll it. always
0: I, have that story. I
1: can't. I don't want that story.
0: Joe's Pizza or Little Italy?
1: All right, so I love Joe's Pizza. I got to give it to Little Italy, though, because I do love that sweet sauce. But then, so Little Italy now, I think, like, didn't the Guitars buy that? Or yeah,
0: but then I think somebody else bought it from them.
1: So the Sun has another pizza shop. Enzo. Enzo, yeah, up the street, up, up Rantoul. Yeah, up Rantoul
0: or t- ca- Cabot. I don't yeah, know one of those.
1: I think it's Rantoul, yeah, unless you move. But um, I, I, I haven't had Joe's in so long. He moved too. I know. I miss that place like crazy. Like
0: I love them both. I think Joe's is my sentimental choice.
1: Joe's in the old school in that building, drinking beers in there. it was yeah. all good. Didn't have a liquor <laughs>
0: license or no. a beer license.
1: <clears throat> Didn't have any of that. Cops would come in and get pizzas and shit. Yeah, you'd be sitting there at sixteen.
0: You know. Yeah. I remember one night there. Uh, we're eating pizza in one of the booths. Uh, one of the gentlemen I was with. You know what? Maybe I shouldn't tell this story. <laughs> yeah. OK. Next question. Skip
1: that one. You know what it is, is? There's so many crazy stories that I don't. Um, you got to be on guard because you got people that. Have lives. I don't really have anybody that, I, I, like, there's no job and boss or anything that.
0: Right. You know. But there's a statute of limitations on these things. Right. And got to be careful, I guess. Top five Beverly people of all time <coughs> dead or alive.
1: All right. So I don't want to put them in, like, any kind of order. Yep. Don't need to be. Who is the guy that worked for the city, had the big thing of keys with a limp?
0: Um, oh, Donnie Bartlett. Donnie Bartlett. Yep. <laughs> I mean, that's a great pull.
1: Donnie Bartlett. Fire truck would like be like doing something or whatever. He, he would like get out of the truck and start doing like – like backing up. <laughs> Getting in the way. Yeah, and the truck's like, what's he doing back there? You know, he's pulling hoses. <laughs> and
0: from what I hear, that's how he ended up walking the way he does. He got hit by a, a city truck. He did. And they owed him money so they gave him a job for life or yeah, something.
1: I think that was the story. But I remember him – I swear to God, it was with Tim Fisher. He was at the cemetery like up by downtown, whatever that cemetery is. He was pouring gas into a lawnmower with a cigarette <laughs> lit coming out of his mouth. And I'm like, this guy's out of his mind. Sorry. So he's one of them. <laughs>
0: Every time I saw him at a – at because a, he was always at baseball or football practice or some practice. And yeah, he'd yeah, say, yeah. I'm working overtime.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Every he's time working. with the butt hanging. Yeah, over. smoking viceroys by the carton. Um, <laughs> So, I got him. Well, you, you got to give it up for some of the bums, too. I mean...
0: I have some favorites. Yeah.
1: I mean, I know you had mentioned... Uh, and one of my favorite quotes of all time, I don't know if you remember this quote.
0: Is it from the, the movie that me and Jeff made? Yeah. The, you
1: only live once, fuck him twice. Yeah. I mean, I say that to this day. Mikey the that. bum. Mikey the bum. Now, I know you guys got in trouble for that or whatever. A little bit. But I think that was... It, it was all in good... It was all good. Yeah.
0: I mean, I I think we were so we were young at the time, so we were pretty immature. So we're interviewing him and some of his answers. We're laughing our asses off. I mean, we probably shouldn't because it was sad. He's talking about smoking crack. He's talking about being homeless. You know, we're laughing. But he said some unbelievable stuff. And that was
1: for that sociology teacher who should be in jail too. I don't know what's going on with that guy. <laughs> I mean, like, well, what was that? Like, go commit crime and tape it and bring it. Back. You know who it was, right? Yeah, yeah. I okay. did. Th- I did it. I oh, was in okay. a couple of them. Okay. I was. Um, I don't even know. We were doing nitrous thing, and and I don't even remember. But it was like, do this sociology thing, and it was like, all
0: right.
1: Go get a bag of weed. That was crazy stuff. And
0: he was completely fine with it. Yeah. We're well, yeah.
1: all drinking. Those videos are out there. I mean, I get—I don't know where they are, but I'm on some crazy so stuff. So I
0: got a call from Gopher the other night, and he said he has the video in his safe.
1: Of what? Oh, of that? The
0: Mikey the Bum video. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. So the reason we got in trouble was that one of the girls in class it was his niece. Right, right, right. And she started right. crying and ran out the class. Oh, during the class. Oh, yeah. Right. Now, so keep in funny. mind, and my mom got a call from her mom or her aunt somebody called yeah, yeah. my house screaming at my mom saying yeah. that I exploited yeah. Mikey he, yeah here's now here's the here's the thing I Mikey was sleeping behind the convenience store down the street from my house for years and I was giving him food my mom would drive me down the street to give him clothes or a blanket right. I mean Listen, I'm not, I don't want any awards or anything. I'm just saying, like, I wasn't exploiting the guy. I took care of the guy sometimes. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I, he used to practice with our football team. You remember? I remember yeah, I remember him. I gave him cleats. He was wearing yeah. my cleats. Yeah, yeah.
1: You know. yeah, um, yeah, that was just a, an unfortunate situation. I mean, compared to some of the shit that was going on in those videos, that was not that bad. Right. You know what I mean? Um, but there was another guy with long, a long white beard that would, and they would just buy his booze all the time, right? That was all, all it was. And it was amazing. It was I remember mean, one night, we was with um, Ber- uh, Berkey, and we had to get, you know, it was always like 12 cases of natural ice or something like that. Um,
0: one asshole would get like one craft beer yeah, or something, yeah, some, you'd have to get a 12-pack of some, Michael some, Shays or something.
1: <laughs> yeah, something ridiculous. And then, uh, so we had to get like, whatever it was, it was like six cases of this and whatever. So we pay the guy, goes in the liquor store, and then Brendan's uncle... Pulls up behind Brendan in the liquor store. The DA? Yeah. And he is like, what are you doing here? So here comes this guy out with six cases <laughs> of beer. And Brennan just has to drive away. So and then he just... I don't know so you the got to head. keep him. They went right to the crushes, I guess. I don't know where they went. <laughs> but uh, so, so I love those those guys. Um, <sighs>
0: there was one called, one named Bingo and one named Bozo. One used to ride a bike around, two homeless guys. Oh, really? Yeah, those were two of... My you, know, you know
1: who I, else I like with the, with the um, legendary very the two of them, is um, Lonnie and Nathan. Oh,
0: th- those mean, guys were unbelievable. I was, you grew up with them. I mean, are you, yeah. are you related to I'm related them? I'm related
1: to them, like, through my 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 biological father, who I don't know. You True. know what I mean? Like, I, I, I just, you know, whatever. That, you know, I
0: have a story about your biological I mean, father. A lot of people do. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure they do. A
1: lot. And I have nothing against the guy, but it's like, I don't want to... Do the whole... Because I have people say, oh, you should call your dad. You've
0: never me. met him?
1: I think I met him one time. When I but,
0: was I mean, you guys... He, he lives in Beverly. I know. You I don't, know. like, run into each other? I don't
1: know. I Maybe I do.
0: You I know what he looks like.
1: I But I really don't. I kind of do. But I've been in the grocery store thinking, like, is that my father? Do I have to, That's like... That's crazy. It's very weird. Yeah. So it never... like, And I have no problem with him. I, you know what I mean? I just don't know the guy. Hmm. And I don't know that I want to get into that kind of weird thing maybe someday I will you know what I mean and we've never it's never really you know it's never really happened so uh, I'm Mm -hmm. not you know and he's got his life and his thing and all that and him and my mother you know obviously got divorced they're not you know not that they're enemies but they're not you know whatever so I'm like team mom or whatever so it's all and then my stepfather Dan's the greatest guy in the world too so you know maybe someday down the road but Lonnie and Nathan
0: you know. Get, give the background on Lonnie and Nathan.
1: So Lonnie and Nathan, are two, um, uh, they're probably they got to be, they're probably got to be fifty or f- even older. When right? we they were kids, were they were
0: probably them. twenty. Yeah, they're older. Twenty five. So
1: I don't. I think they. I don't know if they both have Down syndrome. One of them, um, Lonnie's Lonnie does. Got Down, yeah. Down syndrome. Nathan's got something. Yeah. Um, but just two Beverly like just riding their bikes around all just, just in good moods, high five and everybody. Everybody loved the them. nicest people local ever. celebrities. Yeah. As much Everyone as you knows can. them. Then I would go to all the wrestling matches at the garden. Oh, that's right. And, and and they were they were celebrities over there. Yeah. They would walk around the whole thing with the Hulk rules T shirt and thing, giving high fives and the whole bit. It would yeah. be like it'd be like and then you'd be Lonnie you'd recognize me. You know, like, it'd be like trying to talk to them like like, it's like seeing a celebrity yeah. outside, you know? And he's like, blows you off a little bit. Yeah. Um, so those guys. Have
0: you seen them around? Are they alive and stuff? I
1: haven't seen Nathan in forever. You know who else I loved? And in, in, I, I don't even, I think he's from Beverly. But a teacher that was honestly like, I, I Still to this day, he just passed away recently, Mr. Ryan. Oh, yeah. Um, Great guy. Was, like, the greatest guy to me. And, like, even when I didn't graduate, like, he fought for me. Like, he came in and was, like, like trying to reason, like, the, with the principal and stuff about me and tell him, oh, what a good guy. And so I had him for English forever. And I was in, like, the real dummy classes. Like, I you know what I mean? And, and like, you know, what did happen? We're, we're, we're juniors in high school having spelling tests, you know what I mean, <laughs> <laughs> like that kind of stuff. And, and I just—he was like one of my favorite people. Um,
0: I so like to get his son on the show. Oh, he'll do it. Yeah. Very, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I I have spoken to him a couple times in the yeah, past few years. But he's great. He's, yeah, he,
1: he's 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 fantastic. Um, um, you know, yeah. It, give you, me one more. You, you got go, one more. You got to put like the TT in there, just the TT, because yeah. he runs. He runs the beach. Yeah. You know what I mean? He runs the beach. He buys for everybody. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what he's doing now. He used to work for my uncle cutting grass, and it was the crew was T.T. and Chad Copeless. And Chad would have to drive because T.T. didn't have a license. Chad used to work with T.T.? Yeah, Chad worked with T.T. for, like, an entire, like, summer. And T.T. Would, <laughs> would just drink vodka behind, like, they could drop him off at a house to, like, do the, you know, break the yacht, and T.T. would just, like, get hammered in the back and Chad would do all the work and I, every day he did.
0: you said a few of them there well
1: you you got like do you have the brain with the with all the uh like the high school uh, not high school um sports but like little league sports like who, oh
0: you mean like smitty and yeah, uh, smitty, jack dean jack dean just classic beverly uh, people
1: how about the guy that got arrested on his way the Chippa. Chipper. Yeah, he got a, Did he get arrested on his way to the Little League World Series? Or uh, uh, he was going to an All-Star star game, game. Yeah, uh, yeah.
0: you know, leading the caravan. He's driving. He's got a couple kids in the car. The parents are in cars. They're, they're all following each other yeah, to the follow game. Follow me. Follow <laughs> <laughs> me. He gets pulled over, to and the they find station. weed on him. Oh, what yeah. a Somebody had mentioned he passed away recently. Oh, that's so I didn't know that yeah. either. It's yeah. okay that we're talking about Beverly right now because most of my listeners aren't even Beverly people. But right. The only people listening at this point are from Beverly, so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's fine. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. at the tail end, so we can close out with some Beverly stuff. Okay, yeah. yeah. Who who am I leaving out? I mean, it, there's 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 more of our like peers, people like Fultzy. Fultsie's a legend in my mind. That guy. In his own mind.
1: I swear to God, I was at Brothers eating breakfast one time. I. Used to- <laughs> You know, I I've asked him this years ago. I don't even know if he'll remember. Yeah, he's jogging. He <laughs> stopped.
0: He's never gone jogging.
1: He was jogging. I swear, because okay. he lives down. Did he? Yeah, yeah. He there? lived right near maybe there. He He's running does. home from some broads.
0: This is a possibility.
1: He stopped, and he had, he combed his hair. I swear to God, he stopped and combed his hair, like in the mirror of the CVS, while like in the reflection of the CVS. maybe he was running to a girl's house. I have no idea. But I swear to God, so <laughs> and I love I love that guy. I mean, he was he's one of my favorite people because he would always be running around. Copuluses. Yeah, well, even at Jimbo's. Oh, at Jimbo's, it, right, it, right. You know, midnight on a Thursday, and you know I remember him hiding in the front bushes <laughs> of my house, and like and I see in the cops all the flashlights going over and you see his head pop up like a gopher and like you know run and then he can run 250 miles an hour in any direct. I mean he's he's like a super athlete, right? Ridiculous. Or he was. I don't know what he's doing now, but.
0: Um, Coaching Beverly High football no. oh, is he and really? lacrosse. That's good. Yeah, he said he's still never been beaten a foot race in his life, including like his current players that are in their peak physical condition still that can't beat him.
1: Absolutely, there. something he would say. Absolutely, absolutely, and I believe him. Why? Why? You know,
0: I've been with him before when we've been at a party, and he'll hear somebody runs track in college or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's race. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're race. racing in the street at yeah. one in the morning yeah, yeah. after a twelve pack.
1: But yeah. uh yeah, no, he's he's um he's he's great. I look at Beverly like there's a goon squad and that's just all of us guys. The girls are kinda of, you know, not in that real I mean we're talking real goons. Yeah. They're all goons. I and mean, they're all great people and they're all they do good things and all that, but we're talking like a real like I used to say like I don't want to do comedy in Beverly and I've done the Cabot a few times. I don't want the goon squad showing up. I don't want the hammered blackout Thursday. You know what I mean. But what
0: if it's a crew of a bunch of people you knew from high school or something? That's that's fine as long as everyone's not just
1: right. But it's not even that. It's just that I know the level of alcohol that gets consumed by these guys, and I'm right there with you too. I mean, not anymore really, but it can get ugly. I mean, we ha- so we did a benefit for Shearsy, right? We did a comedy show for Shearsy. We did two of them. Mike put it together. It was great. It turned into the Outsiders Rumble at the end of the night. It was raining, and there was a fifty-person fight in the, th- in the in the in uh, the parking lot of that it's thing. It's kind of unpreventable. I know. So it's like that's what I'm saying. The Beverly kind of yeah, you know, the Beverly's got that edge and the booze starts going, and it's all good, but it turns into. Um,
0: I got one more story for you, All right. so you you we mentioned we, we got Fulsi, we got Jimbo,, yeah. myself, and uh Henneberry, Pat, yeah, um, so somebody had brought this up recently. There was a party, and I think you were there. that's why I'm bringing it up. okay It was in the middle of the woods somewhere, and not the woods. it was like someone's field behind their house, okay. I want to say it might have been like over close to like the Beverly Danvers airport. Area. All right.
1: I'm not. Start ringing a bell. Okay.
0: And I get a call. We're at Jimbo's house having a little party at his house across from your house. Yeah. And everybody's feeling pretty good. It's the summertime. And they said uh, this guy, Ed Pillacy, is over at the party. You know who that is? Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Okay. So when I was a kid, me and Pat Henneberry were on our bikes. Yeah.
1: And
0: we were probably. 11 maybe 12 years old and ed was maybe 17 18 he's in high school yeah yeah. long story short he ran us off the road in a car while we were walking with bikes and tried to run us over come on yeah and him and a couple of his friends got out the car and punched us in the head like 10 times wow and the only reason was because and one of the kids i was friends with i knew from like he was like an older kid I looked up to that, you know, he'd take me to shoot hoops or go fishing or, yeah, yeah. you know, different things. You know the kid. Uh-huh. And um, actually, it was Matt Kelleher. Okay. It was Matt Kelleher yeah. and Pelosi and another kid. I don't know. Actually, I think it was McPotland. Okay, yeah. The yeah. three of them beat the crap out of me and Hennebury yeah, yeah. Well, actually, Matt didn't do anything. Matt was the one who was kind of like, hey, what's going yeah, on? Like
1: it seems like a lot of – and I'm surprised in a way because Pelosi was – Maybe he was a peaceful guy. I think he's he's in a well, wheelchair now. You know, the I people. heard that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's crazy.
0: But we were we were probably 12 years old, and they were 18. Yeah. We were scared to death. Oh, I mean, I they bet. they chased us. They were driving like in the woods in a car, and we were running for our lives. So then they saw us later because we got away, and that's when they beat the crap out of us. So we were scared. Long story short, s- fast forward. Eight years, nine years, me and Henneberry get a call at Jimbo's house that Pilacy's at a party in the middle of a field. I remember the story. You remember now? Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. And we all showed up there. You said goon squad. <laughs> me, Henneberry, Fultz, and Jimbo and our wife beaters. Peak physical condition at yeah, yeah, the time.
1: Yeah, all just studs with a little too much testosterone. Yep.
0: And, and I did I say wife beaters? I don't. I it, retired that term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that, That's no longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's go with um, Italian t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Italian tank top. Yeah. So we show up there and uh, Finney's running the show. Yeah. Finney says, what are you guys doing? We don't want any trouble because we had trouble written all over us. Okay, yeah. And we told him the story. We gave our side. We told him why we're there, what we're going to do.
1: Yeah.
0: He said, sounds fair to me
1: he's a fair guy. <laughs> he's I known for that. He's a fair dude. Yep. And I was good friends with him. I haven't seen him forever, but he's he's a fair dude.
0: He gave us the OK. So that
1: this was like a beaver pond or something no, like that, maybe. No, no. it was. At,
0: I want, I don't know, I still to this day don't know where we were. Right. But it, it was in the middle. It was behind someone's house. Okay. It wasn't like one of our normal. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I mean, there's probably a hundred people there. Right, right. And uh, I I tapped Ed on the back and I said, "Remember me." I do remember that. And I gave him a nice right hook and his friends jumped in and my friends jumped in and we got a little payback.
1: It was a ba- was it a battle or was it just it was Now nah, we were it was a bloodbath. battle. Was easy. We, yeah. yeah, yeah. We we were
0: in our peak physical well, condition. Well,
1: that's the shit. That shit will come back to you. I mean, you can't do that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's not good. I mean, what like uh, how crazy is that? Are they going to kill you?
0: I don't know. I, I mean, I think they were, I know they smoked a lot of weed back then. I, yeah, I don't know if they were high and just having fun, but scared the hell out of a couple of kids, I'll sound tell you that.
1: fun, especially that young. Yeah. Tale. I mean, Jesus Christ, that sucks.
0: They picked the wrong kids, I think. Yeah, that's,
1: that's, like, that's like that scene in uh, uh, that Bronx tale where he locks the door on all the
0: That one in uh, Goodwill Hunting when he oh, goes yeah, up yeah. to him and then, remember yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, me, yeah. Carmine? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's yeah. great. Yeah. That's crazy shit, man.
0: Yeah. We're almost done. A um, couple more questions. you believe in God? Yes. You have a relationship with him?
1: Uh, I do. I um, My mother's very religious and, um, you know, do I pray every day? I do pray when i you know, when I'm asking for something, which is probably not the way to do it, but, uh, yeah, I definitely do. It's
0: funny you said that. The last guest I asked that, I asked him if he prays and he said, yeah, and he said, but I don't pray for things said, I pray for like health and my family yeah, and yeah, my yeah. friends and stuff like yeah. that. But you admitted it.
1: I pray too for, 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 I never pray for myself like I want to get a new car okay, or okay, I want to okay. do that. I, I pray for peace of mind. Sure. With, like, I had a friend recently who was going through some terrible stuff. And I, like, it was the first time that I really prayed like, like, like I, you got to help this person. Yeah. yeah whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, uh, and I don't know, man. I, don't know. It's, I, don't, I think it works. I, you know, I don't. You know,
0: some It people, can't hurt. It doesn't hurt. It no. can't hurt. Uh, do you hate anybody?
1: I think I hate. I have had hate with people when I was going through difficult times with them. You know, when I was in court for all those years, I had a hate. But it's a consuming thing. I hate. This comedian, I don't really hate them. But sure. when you have that real pure hate for somebody, it consumes you. It's no good for you.
0: It's definitely not good, but you, we've all, not everybody, but I, I mean, I, I definitely have yeah. had it and yeah, yeah. still Absolutely. do. Uh,
1: Absolutely. And, and and I'm trying to like, I swear to God, I'm just trying to have good days. I don't need trouble. I don't want any bullshit. We're getting older. Let's freaking, I want to have fun, good times. You know, I don't want trouble. I don't, I'm not looking for problems. I don't want to – somebody cuts me off in traffic. I'm not going to – I have gone crazy a bunch, but I try to, you know, limit myself. I got in a fight with a guy at the PAC mail the other day. Not a fight, but there's a big line. There's like eight people in line. He comes up to the front of the line. I said, what are you doing? And he says, oh, I'm just going to ask her a question. We're all about to just ask her a question. That's what I I said. That's what I'm doing. I'm asking her a question. Get in the back of the line. And he says, take it easy, buddy. Right. And I said, I am taking it easy. <laughs> <laughs> but I was going to lose my mind. Who, I love it. How dare I, you? I do the same thing. Yeah. Same thing. And nobody else said anything. And I let it go for like 15 seconds with this guy. And I couldn't do it. Because if I did do it, then I would then I would stew for a week.
0: About yeah. It. So. Do you have any secrets? Is there anything in the world that nobody knows about you?
1: No, I, I, I don't think so. I've never like... Driving on the highway and hit somebody and then (laughs) drove away or something (laughs) like that. Like, I don't have any of that stuff. I don't, I don't, I probably do, but I don't know. I don't think so.
0: Okay. What's the last book you read?
1: I just read a big Hulk comic. But uh, (laughs) 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 I collected comic books for my entire growing up, like, you know, third grade to whatever. Big giant boxes. I must have spent $10,000 on these comic books. I brought them to the Conoco place the other day just because I wanted to get rid of them. I've been traveling with them for ten, for twenty five years. The guy's like, I'll give you thirty dollars. Uh, I'm like, I've spent like six grand, ten grand. Right. He's like, no, they're worth like ten cents a piece uh, So I'm like, and then I'm trying to wheel and this. So I'm like, so can I get forty in store credit? <laughs> <laughs> like an idiot. And then I'm like, and then I'm looking around. He's like, I'm like, you got any? Can he showed me this. This Hulk comic book was $40.
0: And that's what you traded and it that's for? That's what I traded it in for. Oh, my God.
1: But I did read Slaughterhouse-Five. I'm not a big reader, but I do like uh, that Slaughterhouse-Five I've read a few times. Yeah. Like I've read uh, like some John Irving stuff, but I'm not a big reader. I wish I was. Um, and I, I have, I, you know, I read whatever that, what's that movie with Matt Damon where he goes to the other planet?
0: And uh, uh, It's a new one. I read that yeah. book. Somebody gave it to me. Okay. Last question. What's your death row meal? What are you getting to eat?
1: I swear to God, it's got to be Beverly food. I mean, I I this, I this, I mean, you you travel and, and all that, but I swear to God, you can't get cheesesteak like you can at Super Sub. You really can't. I'll like, be
0: honest. It's as good as any cheesesteak I've ever had. Yeah. I've been to Philly for a cheesesteak, yeah, all I that have stuff. Too, yeah, yeah.
1: You can't. It's not. There's something about it. And then I'm— I know, I haven't been to Nix in a while. I know they went through some trouble or whatever, but that Knicks is also that roast beef. I don't understand it. I don't know why it's better than every other one. But everybody, I mean, they, what are they getting special meat from somewhere? Like, right. what's the story? Right. How, how is it so much better than Crossroads in Newburyport?
0: And why don't they do roast beef in any other parts of the country? Do you know that? I have no idea. They don't have roast beef places. They don't do that? I've never been anywhere that has roast... They don't even know what I mean when I say a roast beef joint. Yeah. It's not a thing. thing. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. I never knew that. And there's Greeks in other parts of the country, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, they have some special thing. I don't know, deal with the devil. I don't know what it Mm -hmm. is. I mean, I think Guanci and Super Sub is just hard work. and been there forever and has his, you know, he uses ribeye or something like that. He uses a higher quality, but...
0: My spot's glorious. I used to work there too. Love glorious. Yeah.
1: I would get the um, barbecue chicken sandwich on the yeah. bulky, yeah. and all the things. Th- that those places yeah. are. The, that's see. That's like nobody really thinks of that place. Best yeah. sandwiches. You, you go in there, six bucks. You get the biggest sandwich. You, you as good as any sandwich you'll get at and any and deli in the country, any, and it's unbelievable in there. Yeah. Um, but yes, something. So
0: which one are you going with? Oh, I super have to sub? pick one. Yeah, he got to pick. I have to pick super sub. Yeah. I actually gave him a super sub uh, cheesesteak to do the man. podcast. Yeah, Payment yep. super sub. I yeah. haven't stopped thinking about it. That's oh, you good. haven't eaten it yet? No. I got a little oh bit. Jesus, sitting no, in the other room. No,
1: it's good. Hopefully Shuko doesn't
0: eat it. It's in his hotel room at the King's Grant. <laughs> no, the
1: and the grant's gone. I, mean, I know. It's terrible. The grant is gone. But uh, I, I spent I had some fun there. I, we, we definitely uh we did that right.
0: And what are you having to drink with your cheesesteak?
1: Well, you know Anchor I've,
0: Pub Draft.
1: <laughs> well, I did I had plenty of anchor pub draft. Jane uh, porn? Um I haven't I think I've been there once or twice since Jane worked there. Okay. But uh yeah, we used to love I mean that was that was the spot for a while. Yep. But um I know. I'm a bud guy. I like bud bottles or bud cans. Okay. Um, so a bud and in a, in a cheesesteak. But steak. I wouldn't want that. I would rather have like a soda water or something with the cheesesteak because I'm just enjoying the cheesesteak.
0: Okay. You, know what I mean? you want the focus to be on the, to cheese focus steak.
1: on the cheesesteak. I want to focus on the cheesesteak, yeah. Okay. So that's basically it on that. And I do, like my three things are the, uh, Little Lily Pizza or yep. that other pizza, Enzo's Joint, Yep. Um, super Sub, and, and Nick's. I mean... And, and they got the Cafe Salerno, too, is really That's great. a good spot. Yeah, that's a good spot, too. Yep. I haven't been there recently, but yeah.
0: So. Well, that'll do it.
1: Well, it was a pleasure. I appreciate it. Uh, hopefully, uh, you learned a lot.
0: Wow. Okay, that's it. Uh, thanks for sticking with us. I know that was a long one. I hope you got some laughs out of it. You brought back some, uh, some old memories. Uh, pretty sure it's just a few Beverly... Idiots left listening to this thing at this point But you should definitely get out and check him out See him do stand-up He's hilarious He's a good dude too I'm really glad to see him Doing well And doing something he loves And uh, you know Went an unconventional route like myself It's uh, It's cool to see Not surprised though Considering You know type of guy he is. And I guess if I had to add a disclaimer to this, I would say 99% of what we just discussed is factual. The events and the names and the places discussed in this podcast were actually accurate. We did not change anything. So to anybody who might have been offended, I apologize. It was all in good fun. So if you were mentioned on this podcast. It's probably because we love you Thanks for listening We'll have a couple more Beverly guests on In the near future Leave some comments about what you thought Of the episode in the Apple Podcasts uh, Comment section under my podcast Thanks for subscribing And uh, make sure you Rate also Next week I'll be In an undisclosed location In a foreign country so I uh, look forward to my first international podcast. Thanks for listening to Keep It In A Hundo. With so much drama in the LBC, it's kind of hard being Snoop D-O-double G. But I somehow, way, keep coming up with funky-ass hits like every single day. May I kick a little something for the G's and make a few ends as I breeze through.